Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you on what will be come fall, a Redemption Thursday. I always love when we're able to reintroduce that into the card, right? And this time, these days, these days, thanks to a certain professional coach in Baltimore that cares deeply, we're able to introduce Redemption Thursday, Tom, onto the show a lot sooner than we used to. We used to not do that with preseason football games. But we do now, because hey, my man. Is Baltimore still employing the same head coach? Yeah, and he cares deeply. And they they throw it down, Vegas does now. They're minus 350. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I do think that um, that that winning streak, did that come to an end? Did I see that right? Did I, did I, do I remember that correctly? Maybe not. I thought it did. I thought they lost one. Do last not year. make me Google Baltimore Ravens 2022 preseason record. Somewhere you. there's a gambling site. We got us one down in tally, which would be great. So I think maybe top the hour here since it was such an easy talking point yesterday and fun to kind of vet and enjoy. Let's just go with this uh, top 40 again here and have some fun with it. We, you know, yesterday we did 31 through 36, I think it was. Yeah, 31 to 35. We could put up that list of 31 to 40 again so people can Yeah, let's double check the list real quick. And uh, I feel like we did kind of gloss over Gilbert Edmond, who ended up 31 on this list. I didn't see anything from Gilbert Edmond that led me to believe he'd be anywhere close to 31 on this list. Um, I hope he is, you know, moves to that position through solid play. Going to need him to, but but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we talked about this briefly yesterday, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I have him there, and I think a lot of the staff does, just because he has to be there, because the third defensive end has to be there. And we discussed how Dennis Briggs could potentially be, for all intents and purposes, an interior lineman who plays defensive end, sets the edge. Right, right. I brought that up, yeah, several times. But Gilbert Edmond has to be in the rotation. Who else is going to take it? Byron Turner? Lamont Green? No, no. no. It could be Jaden Jones, the Juco kid, but we we don't know what he's going to look like at full health. So he was, he's been here, but he hasn't been healthy. Yeah, man. I, I, I really hope, and I've been worried about this, I really hope that Gilbert Edmond is more than what we saw in the spring. And there's a very good chance he is because I just didn't see anything that got me excited at all. I thought, okay, well, you, you brought in what we would assume to be an upgrade, right? And it just didn't look like it. I, it was uh, a little frustrating for me. So uh, I need him to be better. Uh, elsewhere on that list, for those that didn't hear us yesterday talking about this, I'll rapid fire this thing. I'll go 42-31, which was Gilbert Edmund at 31. 40 was Winston Wright. Uh, a lot of wishful thinking there right now as far as him getting all the way back. If he is, he'll be much better than 40 for this team. Ja'Kai Douglas, um, you know, kind of a home run guy, not a consistent game in, game out guy. Um, and then DJ Lundy at 38, 37, Kevin Knowles, 36, Tate Rodemaker, 35, Darius Washington, who's your versatile plug and play guy for a person, uh, you know, a starter that's injured. Uh, Kyle Morlock at tight end, who will be the third tight end, but a unique skill set can run, was bigger than I thought he was, at least in thickness, in his 6'7. Zaria Thomas has a chance to be much higher than 33, which is what he comes in on in our War Chant Top 40 list. Uh, just need him to put it all together. He's got all kinds of skills. Uh, Dennis Briggs at 32, who I like more than the rest of the staff here uh, with War Chant. I, I really like Dennis. I think he's going to be healthy for the first time in a long time, and it's been almost two full years, and he's a guy that's going to move around and 
uh, on that defensive line, helped this team out. And then finally, Gilbert Edmond there at 31. All right, Tom, time to unveil. Uh, we'll throw up this next list of uh, 26 through 30, 25 through 30, yeah, 26 through 30. Uh, Jerry and Jones, who I know I should take a step back and uh, allow you to pontificate or Ryan. Should we let Ryan weigh in in the chat on how much he's watched Jerry and Jones improve over the last couple of years? I yeah. know Ryan wants a chance to weigh in on this. So uh, he's clearly not in the chat today or else there, were, there would already be four messages. But Jerry on has gotten a hell of a lot better. He was one of the better <laughs> corners that Florida State had in all of spring. And I don't think that's one of those. Uh, remember when Greg Dent, before the legal issues, was always the king of the spring? Mm. And then it never materialized in the fall. That Actually, is correct. Po Pokey Wilson was that guy for a while, too. For a too. long time. Jerry on Jones looks solid as a rock. When there were guys who were timid and guys who were wishy-washy in the defensive backfield for Florida State this spring, he stood tall. He was physical. He let you know about it. And in one-on-ones, he won a lot of those battles. Jerry on Jones has talent. Hasn't always played well. Could see it all come together this year has been challenged by the coaching staff because they see the talent within him. It's an interesting season for Jerry on Jones. Uh, Rodney Hill came in. We had a tie at 28, so there is no 29. Tie in votes at 28 with Kentron Portier and Rodney Hill. Uh, I do think, by the way, both of these guys are in a very similar position. They're stuck behind somebody or else they would really shine at a higher level yep. than this ranking. They're just not going to get the, the opportunities, the at-bats. Um, I don't, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you have them in the upper 20s. I have both of these players in the lower 30s, and that's even me being a Rodney Hill super fan. It's just the logjam effect. I don't know how much of an impact these guys can have given who's in front of them. Rod, if somebody goes down with injury, Rodney Hill shoots up the ranks, and he still may be a big-time producer for us. I just think Lawrence Toafili fits and complements Trey Benson quite well, and he's been in the system forever. He's gotten tougher as a runner, a much more quick decision-maker as a runner. That's a nice combo to have with that experience. Rodney Hill's going to get touches this year. That's why he's in the top 40, but it's just hard to justify him being much higher than around this watermark right now. It's it's the problem that he has being behind Trey Benson who can be a workhorse and he can and he's also going to be behind Lawrence Toafili who's been here and is more versatile. Uh I think Rodney Hill's a better running back than Lawrence Toafili. Yeah. And I think he will prove to be a better running back than Lawrence Toafili. That's not a shot at Lawrence Toafili who I love as a receiver and I love his versatility. Yep. I just think as in terms of Toting the rock, I think Rodney Hill's going to be better in his career. And Rodney has a complete skill set too. You know, he's somebody who he's not a scat type running back where if you get your hands on him, he's going down to the ground. He runs tough for his size. Yeah, he runs like a gazelle, man. He's beautiful to watch run in the open field. He's got good vision. He's got good hands. But Toa Feely is a better offensive weapon right here, right now. He's just more versatile. Yep. Yeah, just more yep. versatile. Uh, Portier's going to have a good year, guys. Don't get it wrong. I'm not trying to say that, that's, that he's not a good player. It's just that you bring in another receiver that is slated to start ahead of him, and that's that's why he's just not going to get as many at-bats. Uh, so I could get it, and I do get it, where people come out and say, wait a minute, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is Vendravius Jacobs ahead of Kentron? You know, Kentron's been here, had a great spring game. Jacobs is a true freshman. What do we expect out of a true freshman? Well, 
guys, he's kind of he's kind of a special true freshman. I mean, I think we collectively on the staff and through much of the beat were awed by Vandravius Jacobs spring. That's the kind of impact he had. Now, sometimes it's that new car smell. You you go into a spring with little expectation that a freshman is going to turn heads. And so when he does, maybe you grade that impact greater than it should be just because you're wowed by the fact that he showed no signs of intimidation or, or you know, I, I guess you would say adaptation. Like he didn't have to worry about it. He was, it, it was almost as if he's always been doing it. That's the best compliment I could give him. He ran in this offense like he's always run this offense, and he just was always where he needed to be. He made tough catches. He's silky smooth. He wasn't intimidated. Caught the ball in traffic. Uh, could high point it. Could really run. I, I just sky's the limit for that kid. So you had him the uh, highest uh, amongst the staff at seventeen. You had him closest to number one. The next closest on staff was twenty-five. That was me. And then we have a host in the upper twenties, all the way down to thirty-five. Corey has him at thirty-five. Which I can get, yeah, again, yeah, as yeah. you say, you know, when you're wowed by a freshman, that might stick in your brain because they shouldn't be able to do the things that they are doing, and that doesn't mean that they're going to be all, all uber productive on the football field right away. But the hard part to to ignore here is that when you have Johnny Wilson on one end of the field and Keon, Keon Coleman, Coleman on the, the other, other end of the this field, this is my thinking, sir. How do you piece these things together, skill set wise, to be the most dangerous on offense? I watch Vandravius Jacobs dust. Far too many veteran defensive backs for Florida State this spring on the regular to think that he can't be a contributor this year. 25 is what I had, 17. You think it's going to be a surefire thing. I think it's coming. Well, I think I think I gave you an answer of what I think is going to happen with Winston Wright. And that that's really kind of my answer, is that I had to elevate Mandravius uh, to a place that I probably felt a little uncomfortable with. I think 17, I felt a little uncomfortable about that. Probably would have rather had him 20th, 21st, somewhere in there. But I just, I'm going to believe it when I see it from Winston. I, I haven't seen anything. I, he, he's not been right since the accident. It's not his fault. Yeah. If, but, if Winston Wright's healthy, then he jumps up the list. We agreed on that when yeah. he was at number mm -hmm. 40. Mm -hmm. These are fluid. These but are fluid situations. The yeah. thing about Dre is it's not just a straight-ahead speed because his release off the line is something. But it's also breaking out of his routes, and he's not afraid to go over the middle. From day one of spring, he was not afraid to break off a route over the middle of the field against big adults, huge men that he has not seen the likes of ever in his playing career. And he was live for thud. He wasn't afraid, and he's got that extra little Rashad Green acceleration out of the break. That just fits so nicely with a Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell and Marquise and Douglas. So we'll see if he gets in the rotation, but those skills are absolutely there. He's the most polished freshman receiver we've seen in a while. Before we get to the to the last, or was that the last? I had got one more. Got one more. Before we get there, I want to remind all you guys coming up, we're talking about football right now. So when it's football season, don't forget about Zaxby's platters. Uh, most of us are hungry on game day, right? And you have your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers, boneless or traditional wings. If you can't decide, well, then you get the, the sample platter, baby. Don't fret. Get the sample platter. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's platters. Of course, you can always order those online. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. And they say go Noles, much the way we do. There you go. Uh, all right. List back up. All day, Dre. We love him. Came in at 27. Coming in at 26. Another guy that I love. Who gets overlooked now. 
because you brought in Jaheim and uh, because you brought in Kyle Morlock. Kyle Morlock. But Marcus Douglas, affectionately known as Biscuit, has really come on and has played exceptionally well uh, over the second half of last season on into the spring. Massive target, really moves well for his size, different skill set, big dude. Nobody wants to tackle that guy in the open field. Interesting thing about him, I think because of the way he's built and because of the other weapons, you look up on a lot of games last year, and especially in the second half of the season, Tom, Marcus Douglas is wide the hell open. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time he caught a ball, you're like, there's nobody within 10 yards. He'll probably enjoy that spoil quite a few more times this season. Has to. There's too many other targets on the field. And I recall in the Miami game, he said, oh, look at Marquiston. Look, yeah. look at Biscuit go get some. By the end of the year, it wasn't. That's cute. It's just that's what he does. No, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's a good player, period. And I think he's a really good player. And I think he's our second best tight end. Uh, and, you know, he's just it's, it's cool that we have guys with different attributes and skill sets at that position. Well, first of all, we didn't have a tight end that was worth a damn for years. We could just start there. We had average ass to substandard tight ends at this level of football, and it drove me nuts. We had a guy that looked like he should be all world, a guy that looked like he was, you know, belonged in the NFL, a guy that worked hard and was a good kid. I got nothing personal against him. He just was average as all hell. We haven't had like a difference maker there, and now we might have three. So just say how old are you to that? Like, no matter how you want to shuffle them or think about what they are or what they bring to the table, just know Florida State's got three real deal tight ends after having none. None. It's huge to think about. So I get excited just going with that route. Uh, Biscuit, good on you. Makes sense. That's a good list. I'm fine with that. Uh, I probably was a little outlandish. You know, we all nitpicked our own top 40 lists and said what we liked and didn't like about our own lists. Uh, we do it to each other when we shoot the videos and have fun with it. But uh, I, I will just tell you, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I'm a little aggressive on uh, all day Dre, but I think Biscuit's right where he needs to be. I, I don't know. It, you know, within one game, you could say, yep, that's why Dre was there. I mean, it could be one half of football. And you say, because this is the best part of this offense. I keep coming back to it. But you're going to have a guy like Biscuit or Dre or Kentron or Destin Hill or whoever you want lined up against the fifth best defensive back or cover corner. And that's, I mean, <laughs> think about that. And these guys can win one-on-ones. These guys, they can. We went from two years ago having nobody who could win a one-on-one -on -one battle with any regularity to now somebody's going to be wide open just by osmosis. There's too many other things to worry about. And if you're telling me that this kid with those polished receiver skill set and that, and that polished get-off-the-line is going to be against the fourth or fifth best defensive back, Mm -hmm. He's gonna win that battle. He's gonna be open. Just gotta catch the ball. I'm I'm at, I'm having fun. I just pulled up while we were talking everybody's list. I'm just pulling up everybody's list. The composite I see, but I'm looking at and, and I'm not gonna give it away. But when you pull up the final top forty list and you see Aslan and Corey and you and Ira and me and Gene and the composite all side by side by side by side by side by side. And you just start looking at the names, whether it's Jaheim Brown or, you know, Renardo Green or Casey Roddick, Braden Fisk, Kalen DeLoach, Fabian Lovett, Trey Benson, Johnny Wilson, Patrick Payton, Jared Verse. You keep doing this. You're like, every time I said a name just now, you know, whether, again, 
Keon Coleman. Every time I said a name, you went plus player. Yeah. Good player. Plus yeah. player. Like, there were guys when we did this composite and we went list by list by list by list, I'd pull it up and it would make me want to weep. Like, really? We've got so-and-so at number 12. That's how few difference makers we have. That's how little in the way of game changers we have on this roster. I got to look at this list and see a composite number nine for this guy who wouldn't even be on Clemson's team. That was the worst. That was the worst. Now I can legitimately look at the list and say that player, whichever player it is, Daryl Jackson, I'm assuming he gets the waiver. Okay. I can look at a Daryl Jackson. I can look at a Braden Fisk, a Fintrell Cypress, a Keon Coleman, a Johnny Wilson, and I can say Clemson wishes that player was a starter for them. A starter. Not on the team, a starter. It's pretty I mean that it's pretty remarkable. It's yeah. just another reminder. Just at how fast it went from zero to sixty. You know, obviously for Norvell yeah. and company, I'm sure it was excruciatingly slow. Oh, yeah. Well, you're process. losing games and you got guys being out athleted all over the field. From our perspective, of course it was slow at the beginning of, of Mike's tenure here. But it wasn't that long ago that you're correct. That two lists ago. Two lists ago, you couldn't have gotten to twenty and not wept a little bit. Even if it was just a single tear. <laughs> and now you're getting to 30, 35. And, and the best part is, you know, we're passing this around amongst the War Chant shows and staff members. We'll, we'll let you know who's next. But I think number 25, outside of the top five, where there's a lot of agreement, and you would believe there would be, mm-hmm. 25 is is a guy who I think everybody slotted right around 25. If you just look at the spray chart, <laughs> there isn't much. Like, yeah, he's about 25th. So that's going to be who leads off the next part. That's pretty funny. Ricky Fowler leads the U.S. Open, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Ricky Fowler. Leads the U.S. What's Open. the number? Is four under. Wow. Uh, he is on to the back nine and playing good golf right now. Others on that list would be people you go, who? Ryan Gerard. Yeah, it's not a who's who. It's a who. Jacob Solomon. Dylan Wu's had a good year, so I'm not shocked to see him up there early. Xander Schauffele, who's always in it, is minus three, a stroke off the lead. And Max Homa, who's been terrible in majors but loves this course and is a California guy. Is at two under currently. Siwoo Kim, who's had a great year, is there as well. Hey, don't look now. Uh, probably the biggest dork and most hated guy not named Patrick Reed on either tour. Bryson DeChambeau is a uh, stroke under par currently. Scotty Scheffler joins him as well. Still a ton of golf to be played. John Rahm's at even par through nine holes right now. Hasn't really made a move at all. They're teeing off until 5 o'clock Eastern. Today. Yeah, we've got Past that. It's going to be glorious, buddy. I always like to scroll ahead of big names that are playing poorly. See who a lot of people thought would play well, but maybe got off to a start where you go, oh, my. I don't know if anybody was picking Jason Day this week, but uh, woo-wee. Yeah, he's a plus four. He's a plus oh, four. He's recovered. He's yeah, recovered. He's, he's right. a plus four currently. Six last I saw. You know who uh, some people did pick at the beginning of this week because he already has a win out in California this year, and he's been in top ten form all year long. Can you guess who I'm speaking of? No. Justin Rose. And Justin uh, Rose is sitting at plus five. Mm. Tough day at the office. The aforementioned piece of garbage that is Patrick Reed is at plus four as well. We oh, can all root go. for him to get to plus ten before the day is over. So there was a guy on uh, Michael Collins' show, and he has a good – preview show for the majors if you're trying to wager they had a stats guy on who works with the athletic don't remember his name but i will if he does it again because Mm. yesterday he said if you're over 40 in the u.s open 
don't don't try and pick this guy ever. Just don't. Don't not do it. Work. Don't so do that it. means that even though I love what Justin Rose has done, I'm fading him. Yeah, he's had a great year. Yeah, and he said since 2003, there has been no winner of the U.S. Open who is not within two yards of the middle of the pack in terms of driving distance on the tour. So, so you can't you be a short at, hitter. Yeah, you got to be at least in the middle. Two yards is nothing. That's average. Right. That's essentially average. Yeah, you got to at least be average. You team. have to be at the middle of the pack or better. The last guy to do it to win the U.S. Open, who was worse than average driving distance-wise, was Jim Furyk. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that fits. 20 years ago, but you could eliminate. You talk about what Brooks or Jack say about eliminating half the field. Yeah. When you're doing picks. Just do that. There you go. Hey, Florida State's own. Vincent Norman tees off at 315. Good luck to that young man. He's an outstanding kid and has made waves on the tour this year. Uh, really been on a roll making cuts. Uh, had a setback a week ago after this guy took but him in his last pick. But He's the type who can fire a number on a given day and go, whoa, 65 yeah. out of Vincent? He can do that. Even here, he could do that. Oh, yeah, and frequently did. Yeah, and uh, Trey Jones once said about Vincent Norman early in his career here in Tallahassee, which didn't last very long. He was a transfer uh, he said, yeah, that guy's not afraid. And I was like, oh, that's good to hear. He was like, no, Jeff, he can go low. He's not scared. Like one of their first qualifiers, he like shot like a 61. I was like, okay, that's different. And and uh, Coach Jones does not does- hand out compliments. <laughs> no. No. No, no. no. You got to earn that. Oh, yeah. yeah. When he interrupted me, he was like, no, no, he can go low. I was like, oh. So you're making a point you're to making, say something yeah, nice yeah, about yeah, a player. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he admired his toughness. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Ricky power to five under now two shots ahead of the field at the u.s open Enjoy primetime U.S. Open golf, my friends. Into your weekend, hanging out. Well, happy hour tomorrow, maybe, watching a little golf. Doesn't suck. Oh, you know it. Doesn't suck. Time to solve for the future with our collaborators and dear friends at ISF. I give you the many examples in which uh, they utilize their expertise, skill sets, innovation to uh, help companies across the country. They're here in Tallahassee, but they've helped businesses throughout the country. How about compensation studies? We should look at that. They did that for the Florida Department of Revenue, property tax office appraiser compensation study to help the Florida Department of Revenue retain highly qualified expert property appraisers. ISF provided a thorough analysis of compensation for appraisers, identifying recommendations for a building competitive compensation packages, etc. You want to keep the employees that are best. How can FSU do this for Alex Atkins is what I would ask you. How do you keep because after this year you're going to you're going to have people if if Florida State has the kind of year that we think they're going to have, you're going to be, begin to lose assistance. Now the good news is that you begin to lose 
assistance uh, when you have a good coaching staff and you're winning a lot of games. That's how it works. And the other piece of good news is that Mike Norvell has experience with this. He has experience with losing staff members who go on to, uh, you know, greater titles, if you will, and more money. And it's already happened since he's been here. So it, it, it is common. That's in, wild in, to think about, too. you got a head coach at a Power 5 institution. Yeah. So Mike has always embraced that. I love forward thinking like this. And uh, I, like, I like that you have a coach who has stated publicly, this isn't things, this isn't behind the scenes and all that. This is a guy who has said publicly that much like he says, this is an offense for playmakers and it's a call to elite offensive talent. Hey, come here. I'll showcase your skill set, et cetera. You'll want to play in this offense. He's saying the same thing to big time coaches that, that he may not even you know, be on the radar for right now. Hasn't spoken to, may not need to. But it's sort of, I'm not the guy that's ever going to hold you down. I'm the guy that's going to elevate you. I'm going to I'm going to give you real responsibility and demand a ton out of you. I'm going to work really hard, and I demand that you do the same. But if you do, I'll reward that. You'll get elevated. You'll make more money. I'll see it to my assistant coaches get paid well and have the opportunity to showcase their skill set. And if that means that after a couple of years they go on to be a head coach or an offensive coordinator or a defense coordinator or an offensive line coach, whatever it might be, somewhere else because I gave them that responsibility and it was well-known and I uh, certainly applauded their efforts, then so be it because I've always got other guys in mind. I've always got other people that are going to need that opportunity. That's a way of not only showing that you're very secure in your operation – much the way that he's very secure in allowing the press to be at every single practice. Much the way that he says, you want to write a story? Any story. Whatever you can think of. I'm not telling you no. I'm telling you, give me a call. Give me a call. Ask me. Is it all right if I write a story about Kyle Morlock? I've been. I think it's interesting that he did this, this, and this. And I'd like to follow him for a day interview him, talk to him at length about this program and his decision to come to Florida State and what it was like at Shorter College. Can I do that? Mike is the kind of coach that will say, sure, I love it. Showcase our players. Showcase what it was that made Kyle want to come here and what his experience has been since he's been here. And he'll do that, by the way, even if he disagrees with something you've said about him or about the program or about the, a game or the team or whatever it might be. He gets it. That, again, speaks to being very secure in what it is you're doing the belief in your system, the belief in your methodologies. And I think it's a reason, one of the many reasons, that Florida State is upwardly mobile currently. So I don't know what Florida State has to do to, to, to continue to keep and foster greatness out of the coaches they have. But, I, I, you know, a lot of times that's money. Okay, that's going to be money a lot of times. But then again, uh, you know, money isn't going to be the sole reason. Uh, sometimes it could be, I mean, Alex Atkins could be a head coach right now. Alex Atkins could have gone to Charlotte and become the head coach. He could, you know, it was clear they wanted Alex Atkins. I'm not sure Alex Atkins wanted that job, obviously, and I'm not sure Alex Atkins necessarily wants to be a head coach just yet, maybe down the line. He's told the media that, mm -hmm. you know, he's waiting for the right opportunity and he's got a short list. Why would I leave here? And short is the message. And that's what a good culture will do. I mean, we've spoken to Jonathan at ISF before about this. Mm -hmm. but And you could see the vision that they have as a company. It's the same thing. My wife's company, they, they're mostly remote and they have these meetings. I'm not giving away company secrets, but the CEO said in a recent call that, look, 
when you're making these decisions in the future, when you're climbing up the ranks and you leave here because you're, you're outgrowing what we are, I want you to remember X, Y, and Z. If you call it to the carpet openly and say that I can't wait for you to go to the next level and take what you've learned here and go to the next place, you know what that does to mm. an office environment, oh, to buddy. a coaching environment? Well, you want to work for a place like that. You because, want to go to war for him. Because you know he's not trying to skim off the top of you and to take all the credit, and you're not going to run for the hills the first opportunity you get. You will then be selective about your next opportunity because why would I leave here? It yeah. better be something great to leave here. That was not the case. Even though Jimbo 1.0, that staff was a group of badass recruiters. Mercenaries in a lot of ways. Yes, they wanted to leave and run for the hills well, first chance they got. And that's happened at Texas A&M already. Yes. Nobody wants to work for him. He's impossible. He's a tyrant. So one of the ways that you keep Alex Atkins is you foster a culture in which you believe you're a part of something and you're elevating. And also, the person above you in the pecking order has your best interest in mind, in mind and wants you to grow. Two things there. You have to have the guy, meaning your boss, be secure in who he is and be willing to deflect attention and give you credit for the things that you've achieved under the umbrella that he provided. And then you also need that ability to be open and honest with your coach and, and your boss or whomever it may be. I mean, you know, it, you have to be able to walk in and say, I would like to do this. I want the ability to do this. I think I'm better in this role. What do you think about trying this? You want a guy who's malleable, who will listen to you, not just nod his head, but listen to what you're saying. And even if he says no, know that he considered it, know that he thought about it, know that his answer, if he did say no, made sense. You know, you, you've got to have that kind of dialogue. Listen, when people ask me all the time right now about why Florida State's in the position that they're in and how it is that they turned it all around, you guys have heard me say this on the air a lot, is that he was unwavering in his belief that the way they were doing things, despite negative results, would pan out. He believed that what they were doing, what they were implementing, the way they were coaching, how they were teaching, the things, the demands they made of the players and the coaches were the right things. And it can be very easy to turn your back on those principles when those things are not leading to the positive results you have to have. Uh, and and by have to have, meaning you'll lose your very high-paying job if you don't start winning games. And it, that's when people make the mistake. That's when, at a sheer desperation, they'll try something that they've never believed in or never tried before in order to get rich quick. And they'll do it and say, we've got to stave off the inevitable here. But that also never leads to the turnaround. I mean, you have to you have to really have a vision and a belief, and you have to be able to sell it to the coach as well as the players, and they have to believe that you believe it. And and that has all been the case here. So well, and the other thing is, and this is not from a media perspective because we could get interviews or not. We've existed with both, and we've yeah. been fine yeah. on this program. But when you let a coach, a man, speak for himself, <laughs> why did you decide to do this on third down? It's not you're asking Mike. Oh, let me talk to, you know, Adam Fuller as to why that decision happened. You know, we'll get back to you on that. Oh, Adam's at the podium. You can ask him. Direct. Mm -hmm. Same thing. That's got to be so empowering as a coach. I mean, you look at Nick Saban's media policy, and he can have whatever policy he wants because he that's all he does is win ball games and, and it works for them. But Jimbo mirrored it. And Sark, have you seen the things they're doing in Texas with Sark? Shut it down. Dude, you can't even film more than like three minutes of a presser mm -hmm. during the week. Mm -hmm. It is Mother Russia over there. So if you are an assistant coach or you're a high school head coach looking for the next gig and you've got an opportunity to work for a place that is going to keep you under lock and key and that head coach is going to take responsibility for everything you do right, or you could come to Florida State, work for Mike Norvell, this ascending program, if Alex Atkins was to leave, 
the pool of applicants is huge. That's the other way you don't have a drop-off is you are the place to work. You are the place to grow and go make more money. Florida State's going to get you paid. It's not just for the kids. It's for the coaches, too. That's how you help sustain the success is you become a destination. Collaborator as well, and that's what our friends at ISF are. If you want to know more about what ISF does and they solve for the future for you and your company, but they do it with you. They've been doing it for over 40 years. ISF is an IT and strategy firm. They've served state government and business clients across the nation. Over 80 unique clients, over 1,500 projects, all from little old Tallahassee, and they've done it across the country. And they work with us every Thursday on the Jeff Cameron Show. We appreciate them greatly. In fact, it is the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Ricky Fowler to minus six. Ricky Fowler to minus six. Okay, now, Ricky, you can stop. Let's keep it going, Rick. Let's roll big, big. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash jcs. Again, that's go to uh, – all you got to do is go to uh, – drinkag1.com slash jcs that's drinkag1.com slash jcs check it out it's delicious it's quick it's easy it's proven vitamins probiotics whole food source nutrients start your day with it you'll feel better i promise jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chant tv what's a reasonable phone bill what's a reason What's a reasonable phone? I'm getting. I'm not telling everybody what carrier I have. I'm just kind of. Yeah, it sounds know, like the beginning of an ad. No, no, I'm kind of been in the dark uh, on this. I don't. I, now listen, you got to remember, I I pay for me, my wife, my two boys. We're all on the same thing. So is there a reason my door's open now? <laughs> <laughs> open my door. I forgot to shut it. Yeah. Hopefully we have no crazies in here, folks. We've got no, fifteen the, more minutes. No, we're gonna be all right. I just was, I'm just wondering, what, what is the, come on now, what is the, uh, what's a reasonable month? Now, I, I, it's everything. Devices. I think I pay 55 to 65 a month right now, but this. But that's just you, singular. Is, it's just you. paid off. Yeah, so, and it's also in need. So probably between yeah, that's, 90 and 110, I'd say, somewhere in there. For a, for a normal one person. But I got four people on my plan. And, uh, and we've got a couple's plan. But it's all, it's it's every device. It's the PS5. It's everything. It's whatever. Or it's my it's my iPads. It's everything. PS5 works off your no, cell phone? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. But my iPad does or whatever. It's something iPad. I, <laughs> I don't know. I got them all. So I'm, pay, I'm paying off a lot of phones, too, is probably the problem. It's my that's, phone, that's her the phone, thing. their phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and how I'm, often do you upgrade their phones? Oh no, I'm a big fan of uh, anything new that comes out. You got to give it to me. Now. Yep. Then, then yeah. there is no reasonable phone bill in your future. So. No, I know. I knew it blamed me. I knew it. I knew it was something that I did wrong. I was just I was baking it down to the per person price. Oh, a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean that's okay. okay. Well, then, uh, well, no, it's uh, like uh, 60, 65 Now that I've paid off the phone. 
But yeah, if you've got the new phone, I think ninety to one hundred and ten is. Probably... I just want somebody to go, Jeff. You're paying two hundred dollars above what you should be paying. Come on over here. <laughs> uh, uh, stumping for business, are you? All right, I see. No, no, no. So people are paying three twenty. All right, all right. I can't see anything, but what do you want me to do? That's that's yeah. Between three fifty and four hundred seems the reasonable deal. That's where my bill's at. I'm bitching for no reason. <laughs> Xander Shoffley now at five under. You can join Cricket Wireless today yeah. for 12 bucks. Join Shoestring Wireless, $7 a month per person. Look at our coverage map. Xander Shoffley minus five through 11. Ricky Fowler, Jesus, six guys. through 12. These two dudes are going to war. Calm the hell down. You know what the USGA is going to do overnight? Mm. Stop it. Well, the thing is, uh, I, I appreciate you, Xander. I picked you to finish in the top 20. We're off to a reasonable start there. I need not you usurping here Ricky Fowler's authority on this day because uh, I had him as a low man for a day, and I need that. It's there. It's 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 on the cusp of happening. Yeah. Golf is the ultimate game of low man wins. Hey, by the way, it's starting to develop nicely here. If you kind of take a larger look at this leaderboard, and you see Ricky and Xander, big names, obviously. Scotty Scheffler is now two under. So he is starting to come up. And he looked like ass his first five, six So holes. he's hanging in. And Look now out. he's at two under. He's got it there. Um, you see the world's biggest ass face in the world and Bryson DeChambeau in the top ten. Hopefully he hurts himself. Then you see my man Sepp Straka, who I told you yesterday is a guaranteed make the cut, sitting there in the top ten as well. But Max Homa, Victor Hovland, Seamus Power, all good names, obviously. And there's John Rahm at even par. So within the top 20, Gary Woodland, uh, all within the top 21. Thanks for nothing, Gary. Would you have Gary today? No, I had him at the PGA. He didn't do you any. It was a U.S. Open-like setup. Didn't do you any favors, did he? Jackass. He's out there at even par today, buddy. Yeah, great. I may have mentioned Patrick Rogers to make the cut. Yeah, yep, you did. Was it Rogers and who else? Spenson? Straka? No, Straka. 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 Yeah. Straka and Rogers were the guys, the low-hanging fruit. And then before the end of the day, I would mention Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley would do well. Uh, so we're off to a good start there. There's Denny McCarthy hanging in. Colin Morikawa is a plus one. All right. Adam Scott tied 72, plus five. Woo! Jason Day and Patrick Reed a plus four, along with Francesco Molinari. They made a big deal of this being his home course. Francesco? Yeah. it's uh, LA's where he lives. He needs to move back. He's struggling. <laughs> Go back uh, to Italy. It's not working for you, Francesco. Florida State's own Hank LaBiota wishing he hadn't teed off at the U.S. Open as he sits plus six. Tyrrell Hatton, who was a big-time favorite, favorite coming into this, yeah. Plus three through 13. A lot of golf. A lot of golf. Let's uh, let's the, do the some – let's, <laughs> let's do some probables, should we? Let's talk about our friends over – by the way, I, I got to stop. Every time I mention my Pirates doing well – they fool around and do what they did last night. I'm watching this game in bed. It's five to one buckos. All right, five to one buckos. Austin Hedges just gone yard. Bat flipped on the Cubs because of the last night. Bat flipping the Cubs did. I'm thinking we may get some sparks. This is good. But we're up five one, middle innings. I'm like, this is a good thing to drift off to sleep to. Oh, did I drift off to sleep? No. I watched the Pirates give up nine more runs while Ooh. I was laying there, and we end up losing ten to six. Boy, you're like the Panthers in an elimination game. It was maddening, frustrating. Power Mill Training Academy, powering performance, helping your young little guy or gal 
softball, baseball, either one, they got you covered. Baseball training program equips athletes of all ages and skill levels with specific skills that they need to excel on the field of play. I think you want, you know, you obviously want a basic understanding, but they've got elite players, mid-level players, newcomers, you name it, they got it. Youth camps as well all summer long. Check them out, powermillsports.com. Cue it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? It's 2-2, Baltimore and Toronto. They're in the sixth. That game was started by Sikaguchi and Tyler Wells. Rays, A's. All's right with the world again. The A's lost to the Rays last night. Taj Bradley goes for the Rays. The A's will throw Paul Blackburn. Phillies, D-backs, Aaron Nola, Ryan Nelson. Tigers twins, Matthew Boyd, Sonny Gray, Rockies Braves, Kyle Freeland, A.J. Smith-Shopper. Pirates-Cubs, Johan Aviedo, who was supposed to be a long reliever but thrust into a starting role due to injury. Marcus Stroman goes for the Cubs. Tell him a Pirates fan. <laughs> Angels-Rangers, Shohei Atani. Did I see that right yesterday? Shohei Atani hit his 20, like third home run already this year? Yeah, he hit 450-plus oppo in two out of three nights. Crazy. It's like he's a good baseball player or Might something. Be. Holy moly. Happens to be 5-2 and two with a 3-3-2 on the bump as well. Rangers will throw Nathan Avaldi, who's been awesome. Nathan Avaldi, ladies and gentlemen, quietly is 9-2 and two with a 2-4-9. Did you know that? No. Nat Strohs, Mackenzie Gore, Christian Javier. Guardians, Padres, Logan Allen, Ryan Weathers, and finally White Sox, Dodgers, Dylan Cease, and Michael Grove. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Victor Hovland doing some things. He just holed out on the second for Eagle, a two on a par four. He is now one under after a disastrous start. Victor has played incredibly consistent in elite-level golf ever since he shored up his short game which used to be a nightmare around the greens. It is now not a nightmare, but uh, at least middle of the pack. And if you're elite with your irons and you're solid off the tee and you no longer suck around the greens, you give yourself a chance to win every week because he's really talented. So Victor Hovland was a very popular pick going into this week as well. It's like we talk about Scotty Scheffler. I was explaining to a friend yesterday that his putting numbers are um, – if you just look at standard metrics, they look they look pretty good. They're pedestrian, top 25. But that doesn't take into account. This is why you need advanced metrics with with golf numbers in proximity to the hole. If he if if he were an elite or even an average putter from 12 feet in, he would have won seven times this year. Yeah. Because T to Green, he's the best player in the world, and it's not close. It's not even close. That's also a literal thing that you just said. Yeah, you know, seven times in golf is on her. It's literal. Oh, if he, he would have easily. Yes. Well, he yeah. has top fives in a couple of uh, even in a major where he's not putting uh, even close to average in the field. And if he did, he'd run away with it because nobody hits the ball better than he does right now. Like, and you think about that, Tom, in your own life. Like, if you and I go to the golf course together, and we do frequently, if you're hitting shots exceptionally well, so you and I tee off, and I pipe it down the heart three hundred. And then I hit my approach shot uh, right up near the green, and I walk out of there with a bogey each time, or I'm Ooh. within ten feet for bird each time, and there's a chance I'm going to bogey the hole. 
that's just got to wear on you because the hard part is hitting the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Man. Just gets in the way somehow. It's right there. You're standing right next to it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Looking right at it. Man. You got to hit it. Hey, Texas and Texas A&M will play in 2024 at Kyle Field. The SEC confirming on Wednesday night when the league announced the home and away opponents for each conference team in the 2024 season. The league's first as a 16-team entity. And uh, the reason that comes up is, uh, let's see, what is that? At least we know now we'll get only one more season. Yeah, heated rivals meet for the 119th time. So, wow. yeah, yeah, 119th time. That's a tailgate I'd never go to. Insufferable. Oh. You've got the Colt against the delusional. That's uh, Colt versus good. delusional, and a whole lot of we love Texas in a way that is unhealthy. We all agree on Texas. Yeah, we may hate each other, but we know Texas is te- right. I mean, you got a gun, and I got a gun. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Did somebody say border? <laughs> so those are uncomfortable tailgates. Like, oh man, really? But uh, there they go. They're going to play for the 119th time, ending 12 years in the wilderness for that rivalry. By Will the way. Jimbo be the head coach? This is an important year. Bobby Petrino's the OC. I mean, he's on thin ice. I'm really, really interested to see if Bobby Petrino is truly the OC. Let's see how he calls those games. Let's see how those games are called. Good work out of you. Thank you, Director Matthew. As always, be well, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. 